You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. You can download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On Rooms. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. We're going to do a second version of the show, but it's going to be the one that you'll actually be able to listen to this time. So, yeah, yes. not, I mean, look, we did the show already. We're going to do the same exact one more or less, but you lost the audio. Will, will it I be mean, better look, this time? Hopefully you, you have to think that if we were able to rehearse that the second time will yeah. usually go better. At least that's the thought process. But who knows? You, you'd think so. Like, like, here's the thing. We practice this, but we had like a three day gap in between. And there may have been a lot of drinks and a lot of alcohol and just a lot of fun in between the times that we recorded mm-hmm. this. So, I, I, I mean, there's a lot like I am of the mind that this is going to be a better podcast. I'm just not okay. so sure. Well, we'll try to, We'll try to figure it out. I was able to give a solo podcast on Friday when I had to call an audible, put something out there, answered a couple of questions, and we can go over those and get not as quick thoughts here as well today. But we're going to give you another mailbag episode because we tried to give you one on Friday. I dabbled. I answered a couple of questions, but wanted nada for the rest of them that I did not you get to. You stood tall. You did. You stood tall for a, for a bunch of that, and you showed up mm-hmm. when I didn't, and I appreciate that. I hey love man, you. For that. You know, I had to step up. That's fine. I know I have doomed a couple of the episodes that we have tried to put out there, so it's only right that you sabotage one yourself. Now we're even. Not even really. You could probably do another yeah. one and still be, and 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 then you're even. <laughs> um, but. We're not counting. No, let's just forget all about that. Let's get to some mailbag questions. Mailbag Monday. We all like alliteration, so we'll call an audible here as well. Let's start with Eric Barnes, who tweeted at us. Appreciate the shout out on the podcast. And so here's another one for you, Eric. Hell, we're just going to give you a couple of these shout outs. Let's get to this one, Nada, because it's got your boy in it. Here's his tweet in the mailbag episode. He says, what do you think about Hayward for the number seven pick and James Wiseman? Ensure James Booknight is a Hornet and 11 could be Kispert or Moody love Gordon Hayward, but I think the deal makes sense in the bigger picture. I know salary would have to be matched, then could spend free agent money on a center. I don't know why we gave Eric a shout out the last time. Maybe it had something to do with this, but overall, what do you think about that question? Um, if you just want to share your quick thoughts on it, because I know that's your boy book night and you could possibly get another pick at 11. Like here's, here's the thing with any kind of Gordon Hayward deal is I don't think you understand the need, the fact that like the just enormousness of Hayward picking the Hornets. Granted, they offered the most money. I understand that. But at some point you can't go, we sign this guy and we trade this guy in a year. You just can't do that. So I'm of the mind at this point, you hold on to Hayward. Like year two, okay. Year one, eh, that's kind of dicey, and it gives you a bad reputation around around the league. And the Hornets do already do not have 
the best reputation going. Yeah. And, right and so I think I, I do remember us kind of addressing this. So I'll just spend a little time on it. Right. It just doesn't fit the timeline, in my opinion. And I get the point. It, there's I love having more bites at the Apple in the NBA draft, right? Drafting in the NFL, in the NBA. It's an imperfect process. NFL, it makes a little more sense because you have starters either even even excuse me, I can't even talk coming out of the third or fourth round. But the NBA right? I still like having more bites at the apple as much as possible. Even still, if you sign Gordon Hayward to this contract, there's still three years left. He still is clearly the best player on the roster when he's healthy. It doesn't make a ton of sense for them to go out, get this signing and then trade him for just the seventh round pick in James Wiseman, especially the James Wiseman that underperformed to expectations last year. And maybe you're a guy that believes in him developing very quickly, maybe in the next couple of years to try to match LaMelo's timeline as well. Or maybe you just want to take the reclamation project. I get the thought process here. I just don't think that's something Charlotte would consider. And I think I would kind of stand pat with Gordon Hayward right now. um, If the number seven pick and James Wiseman were coming your way in exchange for one Gordon Hayward, let's answer Dan Favalli's question. That's your boy not i know you've appeared with him a couple of times he's a part of the bleacher report i said this um i i think i might have said this uh on the friday podcast i think he's maybe the most underrated nba analyst out there and and the guy that dude he's so good he's so good and he's been good for a long time but this is what he writes in he says how high are you willing to go if you're charlotte in a prospective miles bridges extension do you have any less splashy or stopgap fives you like for the hornets if they don't swing bigger maybe a nerland's noel type and then he asks you this one nada do you regret passing on obi toppin at number three last year i'll let you address those in whatever order you want all right first things first and then we talked about this friday as well in the podcast that nobody heard five for 85 five for 85 (laughs) 17 a year for miles bridges feels good um, the second question, what's the center? This name escaped me for some reason, but Daniel Tice. Like, I think Tice is the only guy that under, quote unquote, under the radar. Daniel Which Tice- you've said a couple of times, and I would hate that. Moving moving on from Cody Zeller only only to bring in Tice. I mean, Ty- I would Tice be pretty angry about that. Block, though. H- holds his own on the block a little <laughs> bit better than Cody Zeller. Ah, it, That's it's, the only thing. Cody Zeller's a better player, in my opinion. I mean, I, look, I like Daniel Tice fine. He's okay. I just just to move on from Cody, especially if he's coming in in a contract year where you would think the deal would be pretty nice. Moving on to Tice and considering that some any type of significant upgrade that would leave me scratching my head. Yeah, no that 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 would leave me scratch. Like, I get why everybody would be like, why would you go garbage in, garbage out? Cody may be the better player. Tice is probably the better fit for what James Brago wants. And that's where I think it's a little bit different. So I'm, I, I get why you would hate it, but Daniel Tice is the only guy that I would probably go with on this one. Well, I Noel, think, I mean, he says maybe a Nerland's Noel type, and I, I guess he means. Noel, I, I think they're going to give Nerland's Noel a bag. Like I, that's the thing I don't seem to get is well, where, how big? Well, what is the bag you're considering? Thir- like I think they could give him four for seventy two. The Knicks well, could if, give him four for seventy two. Well, I mean, if they, whew, I mean, I don't know if it goes that high, but I was thinking more along the lines of I don't know thirteen to fifteen. You think I'm lowballing Nerlens Noel in that regard? Um, I think, or you, you think are. that's fair, and eventually he just gets his price driven up. I, what I think happens is I think 
the problem is the New York Knicks probably value him more than every other team on the that has a cap space to spend. So, therefore, I would probably say like this is my thing. I would probably be the first to tell you that I I, I like Nerlens Noel. I wouldn't give him more than ten million dollars a year. I think the Knicks will give him thirteen because for what he's for what he does for them for what he did, and considering he was loads better than uh, Miles Rob uh, again Miles Robinson I think I'm Mitch, sorry Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. Robinson Mitchell Robinson and wow I'm having a senior moment and I'm not even forty yet that's not a good sign but um I would tell you that him being Miles better than Mitchell Robinson is not a good sign I think what they did defensively a lot of that goes to a Nerlens Noel. So I just don't see anybody outbidding the Knicks when it comes down to it. So I do think it's going to be a 13 to 15 million a year contract from the Knicks, and they'll still have a full max slot to go to give, get whoever they want. So I, I'm just assuming that Nerlens is going to get a bigger bag than everybody expects. And, but I, again, you've t- me and you've talked about this before. I don't think he's going to be this cheap center. Everybody thinks he is. He's going to be this year. Yeah. Um. And real quickly, Obi Toppin, that was a guy that you wanted to avoid at all I'm costs. Round, I'm roundly so. ignoring that. <laughs> I wanted to bring that to your attention, uh, but it was a good call. We decided to go with LaMelo Ball here in Charlotte, and that was absolutely the right call. Let's include this question in the first segment before we end it. Uh, at Wind Whispering, he put in this question. What player can the Hornets trade for uh, four that would bring the Chris Paul to the Suns effect for our young players? Maybe we already talked about this one, too. They all run together, but I I feel like they already did that. And that kind of goes back to the Gordon Hayward trade, right? It's very Gordon Hayward light. It's not the same type of effect that a Chris Paul has when he's a top five point guard of all time. When you're discussing one of the best floor raisers of all time, one of the smartest players of all time, like I I get it. It's not Chris, the Chris Paul effect, but only he can bring the Chris Paul type of effect. So when you go after Gordon Hayward, you're looking at a very much lighter version of that. Even still, they did that last year Mm -hmm. um, instead of looking to do that on the market or trading for another type of player this year. Is that what you would say? Nana? I would say Gordon Hayward's that, but I also say the guy that they'd the potential veteran that they could add to this roster that would up the floor, not necessarily in a Chris Paul way. And we talked about again, we did talk about this. It just didn't make air. That okay, was the there big you go. thing. I really am getting very confused about that because we did a show and nobody heard show, it. And so I, I'm it. so self-conscious about us just restating the same opinions, which we are, but we're not because nobody heard it. And it's very much so messing with my head. Yeah, no, I get it. I completely understand. But the guy that I would probably tell you to sign that, that they can sign Carmelo Anthony, bring the me- again, the twain mellows shall meet. And then we should have a mellow. Walk. Oh my God. Can you imagine if, if we brought in Carmelo Anthony and then you would be defending who the real mellow is, not even just in the league, but on the Hornets roster at that point. And everybody would be, you talk about people getting in your mentions at that point, then people would flood your mentions. Yes. Then yes. you would have a problem with your, yeah, uh, y- on your hands. Yes, I would. I, I, you know what, at this point, uh, you know, I'm just waiting for people to cancel me. You know, I'm waiting for Hornets Twitter mm-hmm. just to cancel me. There's going to be a day go. and it's going to come and I will be canceled. But here we go. All right. There you go. Uh, let's talk about Built Bar just real quickly. Last week, hopefully you did not miss out on the opportunity to get the grasshopper cookie. It was only available between July 6th and July 9th. Hopefully they bring it back, but they constantly bring out the limited time flavors. And for some reason, I mean, look, I get it. They're going to bring out the limited time flavors that are so damn good because they want you coming back for more and then checking out what the next flavor is the next month. But they're always golden. Plus, 
It's low in sugar. It's high in protein. It's low in calories and it's high in fiber. It's a perfect concoction for an energy bar. And you can go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off at builtbar.com. We've got more questions coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I you're well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. <laughs> unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. The Milwaukee Bucks take care of the Phoenix Suns in game three of the NBA Finals. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA Finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. To talk about the finals a little more, Nada, how about Giannis? I love Man, that. Love. Every- Look, and and ever since game four, I feel like, right? Because he still had problems in the first couple of games against the Brooklyn Nets where he takes the ill-advised trail threes and even just dribbling into an open three-point shot that's open for a reason because we want Giannis taking that shot for the opposing defense. The fadeaway elbow or the fadeaway short corner jumper when he's got James Harden going at him one-on-one in the post. I don't care if James Harden is an underrated post defender. It's Giannis, okay? You can attack the rim. Those were legit problems that continued to plague him in the postseason but he's been very very good I feel like ever since like game four of the Brooklyn Nets series and in the finals man for for him to do what he's doing I mean what a monstrous three games he's played yeah no he's absolutely played great and I'm just like he has solidified why he's a top five player in this league right now and we may have to just start calling this we can't start individually saying who's the best player in the league this that and the third maybe we just have tiers and he's a top tier NBA player. And maybe we just have a discussion about that sometime down the line for future content, because Lord knows we're probably going to need it this summer. Mm-hmm. Either well, way. Hopefully we... Go ahead. Nana. Either way. That said, I would probably say that for right now, we maybe need to stop talking about Giannis and his limitations and start just appreciating them. So, well, and, and look, I, I do like we, we can appreciate Giannis for what he is. And I think there was some deserved criticism for the way that he would play in these playoff games, whether it be the last couple of years or whether it be some games early on, especially against Brooklyn. But he's attacking a lot more. He's getting to the line, even if he takes 10 seconds or more every single trip, even if he misses a lot of those free throws, he's making up for it by scoring 40 points. Um, that'll do. So we'll yeah, uh, see if Giannis is able to continue to win a couple more games here and eventually win an NBA championship still down are the Bucks to Phoenix two to one. Let's go to hanging with Cooper's question. He writes in what's the details behind the Josh Richardson Devin Booker workout during draft prep. Now, I know you've referenced this quite a bit. And so this is constantly brought not constantly, but this is brought up multiple times on the podcast because in that draft, the Charlotte Hornets decided to draft Frank Kaminsky instead of Justice Winslow, Miles Turner and Devin Booker. The Miles Turner one I got to some degree because Cody Zeller was there. Frank Kaminsky at least was somebody that you could stretch. 
But and I get it. But Miles Turner also had a three point shot in his repertoire. I was calling for Miles at that point. Either way, Devin Booker, I think, is the guy most people look at for that draft because there was some love for him even then. That wasn't all due to hindsight. But you've brought up a couple of times that um, Josh Richardson locked him up in a workout in Charlotte. Yeah, no, Josh. uh, Yeah, Josh Richardson locked him up. And there are a lot of things that people can say that, that there are a lot of things that can happen in these workouts. And Josh Richardson having the better workout of the two is probably like that was the rumor for a long time that Josh Richardson thoroughly outplayed Devin Booker in the workout here. And for and it's why I don't blame them for Booker nearly as much as everybody else. Like as much as people want to say, oh, they could have Booker if Booker looked that badly in a workout against a second round talent and a clear second round talent that we weren't that nobody was sure was a first round was a NBA player like that's gonna make you look bad in any sort of like that's gonna that's going to be one of those things that like is going to be a ding on your record so I'm proud for of Devin Booker for being the player that he is right now were the Hornets kind of wrong to select Frank Kaminsky yes but was Devin Booker the guy that probably should have been there I can't tell you because the workout was really that bad against Josh Richardson and yeah, he, I just he gave I, a bad. It, it's literally like, and I'll, I'll say this, and I'll be done. It's like having the worst interview ever, and then still expecting to give that person a job. And and yeah. unfortunately, I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I just hope that we don't truly put all of our stock in on one player via a workout. And maybe they were on the fence with Devin Booker, and that happened. But I, I, I just, you would hope that this regime, granted that regime that made that decision, isn't here anymore. But you, when you look at these workouts, you hope that you take them. If Josh Richardson is somebody that's locking up Devin Booker, that you view all of the positives from Richardson, saying, "Hey, maybe this is somebody we should draft higher than a middle tier second round pick, and maybe use him as a." late first because the guy has been awesome ever since coming into the league down near a little this season but for a second round player he's been very successful instead of just destroying Devin Booker for it and that's what I hope you take away from these workouts not to read too much into them based on one performance especially when it's against a player that turns out to be pretty good Um, speaking of a pretty good player Kate excuse me, KV McKinley, he writes in, how much is Rashawn Holmes worth to you? So this is a question I think many Hornets fans are looking at. When you look at Rashawn Holmes, it's somebody that's asking for $20 million a year, reportedly. He's one of the hot commodities as far as a center coming into any organization. I don't know if he gets $20 million a year, nada, but I know he should be enticing to the Hornets, but yet we've discussed it, the secret's out on Rashawn. How much do you think he's worth if you're the Charlotte Hornets and maybe just overall generally? I think he's worth around 16 to 18. I think he gets probably 20, 22, 24. I think he's going to end up being the highest paid center in <laughs> you, this class. You were going up there a decent amount. I, I, I think he gets more because I think there are going to be teams. I, first things first, if you follow uh, Locked on Cavs uh, host Evan Damerell on Twitter, which you should, he believes that the Cavs will not let Jared Allen get to free agency. I am absolutely one of those that kind of agrees with him. If that's the case, Rashawn, there's going to be a bidding war for Rashawn Holmes. It's going to be berserk because, unfortunately, NBA teams, when they feel like there's a position that they have to address, decide that they're going to throw all the money at it. So I can see Rashawn Holmes getting overpaid quite a bit. Unfortunately, 
that's where the Hornets are kind of handicapped by one, the Malik Monk cap hold, two, having to re-sign Devontae Graham. I I honestly do believe that he's going to get paid a lot. Unfortunately, I'm not sure you can afford to say no. That's the problem. Yeah, I think you can. I wouldn't go after it. I would rather go somewhere else um, in free agency if it really does get to $18 million to 20 I mean, if you pay him $16 million annually, even then, I'm not loving the contract. I don't hate it at that point. But in the end, it's just a contract that I think is going to be too much for me to want to kind of take that risk. Because here's the thing about Rashawn Holmes is if you give him a three-year deal, it's someone that is shorter, relies a lot on his athleticism you hoped that he keeps up that type of athleticism for the next couple of years that he's on his contract and I mean I think he's like 28 years old is that right at this point yeah I'm going to look up his age right now he is 27 so he's going to be 28 at the beginning of this NBA season you know does his athleticism start to wane as somebody that relies on that heavily as a center who needs to get out of the floor fast you know has the big motor to go get the rebounds um, are you willing to pay 18 to 20 uh, and on that guy and not allocate money towards other positions. That's what I'm worried about. No, that's absolutely discussing. something you should be worried about. And honestly, like the, because he's 27, 28, we know he's going to look to get that four year security. This is around the time where you're looking to get that nice. I'm really, really secure contract, which is why he came out with that $20 million. I think he's going to get it because again, he's 27. This is his one bite his one swing at the apple to get the big bag. Mm -hmm. Therefore, like we're kind of at that point where he's gonna, he's probably going to get it. It's just, I'm not sure it's from Charlotte at 20. Well, well, and I'll tell you this too. I mean, (laughs) why are we going after a, a center who is shorter when a small ball lineup with PJ Washington has worked? If, if you want to pay 20 million or 18 to a guy that can come in and, and help, take some pressure off of PJ. Mm-hmm. I get the notion of wanting to take pressure off of him, but not at that price. And so yeah. you might as well get somebody that is truly 6'10 or above and isn't undersized. And it's not that Rashawn Rashawn Holmes can't spread the floor either. I, I'm not I like Rashawn Holmes as a player. He's good, right? The, the whole point is I just don't think he's worth it when you have a small ball lineup with PJ at the five that nets out at a positive rating. That that's my stance on that, <laughs> especially if you have to pay so much money to go get Let's take a quick break. Let's answer some fun questions on the other side of this as well. But first, let's talk about bet online. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at bet online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. One more segment to go on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless, like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed, and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
All right, Nada, this is your specialty. Michael Gallucci, he wrote in, what joint has the best wings in Charlotte? Obligatory bonus questions, drumsticks or flats, and ranch or blue cheese. Now, I am not, I don't feel like I'm well-informed enough to answer this question, and it's weird because I like to eat around Charlotte. I know a lot of places, and yet I can't think of a place that's like, yeah, that's the place that has the best chicken wings in Charlotte. I just know Moosehead Grill is constantly the restaurant that gets the most love in this category. And it doesn't really deserve it. It's Didi Peckers, and it's not close. Like Didi, <laughs> Pe- I knew you would have an answer for that. Yeah, like Didi Peckers, honestly, is the best chicken in Charlotte. It was better than prices, dare I say. And I know that's going to get me a lot of uh, uh, hate mail. It was, again, Dee Dee Peckers had the best wings in Charlotte. It has the best fried chicken in Charlotte. It's been mm. probably the most underrated place in Charlotte. And 90% of that is because Dee Dee Peckers looks like a hole in the wall, unfortunately. Like, there's a lot. Those of, are always the best, though, yo, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the funny part is, like, they got a spot, like, that spot where they are. And there's, a, there's another restaurant, What the Fries, that's, Literally, I want to say about five, ten minutes down the road. Those two are like the most underrated, really, really, really dope spots that you probably need to go to if you're going into Charlotte. And the best part is they're on the outskirts. So if you're coming into town specifically from like South Carolina, you can come up to into Pineville, grab what you need to and get going back down the, down the road. And if you're let's say again, if you are in the 45, 485 area, but if you're in Charlotte proper, it's a little bit of a hike, but it's worth it. So I would tell anybody, Dee Dee Packers is number one, like the best place to go get chicken in Charlotte by far, much less wings. All right. So drumsticks or flats. I do have an answer for this one. I, I am not one that is going to give you a hot take on either side of the equation. What I will say is I love both. I like flats for the ease, but drumsticks do taste better, in my opinion. Are you okay with that take? Walker, I'm going to be very, very vulnerable with you right now. You and the rest of the podcast. Okay. What if I told you I, I really don't eat wings? <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> exactly. So you're trying to cape so much for what? What? Whatever Didi restaurant? Peckers. No, Didi, Didi Peckers. Uh, were you just talking about chicken in general? No. Or were like, you talking like, about chicken here's wings? The thing. Like I've, I am one of those people that for like I had a. I, Basically, I had a kind of a disaster when I was young and uh, I, oh, no. And literally so bones like chick, bones and chicken. I have an entire mental block. I'm going to see a therapist about it. Don't worry about it. OK, but, that's fine. Well, yeah, but, but I feel like you just thing. built a. I feel like you just built a house of cards and then you yourself right before you were able top to put over, the cherry yeah. on top. Yep. Yeah, Boom. Top. Just destroy well, the thing. Would you have preferred me to lie? No, I would like for you to tell the truth. It yeah, just exactly. seems like you were contradicting yourself. yourself. You, were just, you gave your opinion on the best wings in Charlotte, and then you just said, but I don't really eat them that much. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Of the wings that I have tried, and when I forced myself to try wings, I would tell you that the, the best flavor, because mm-hmm. that's the big thing. You can tell flavor with a lot of the, like, the way they fry them. It's ZD Peckers. Okay. Please believe. Um, I look. I'll look. I'll go try it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to slander a place I've never tried before. So I'll go try it as well. Ranch or blue cheese? All all day ranch for me. Like I know the hardcore you OG heathen. wing eaters. No, you you can't you can't talk about wings anymore, Nada. No, you can't. You like you, you 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 can't say that I don't eat chicken wings that much, and then build this huge platform for the best place in Charlotte to go get wings, and then destroy me for my favorite dipping sauce. You can't do that. 
look, I'm trying to be honest as well. You can't come at me and call me an, an, an uncultured savage for deciding to go with ranch instead of blue cheese. You know what? I wasn't even going. See, here's the thing. I wasn't even going to call. I I, I wasn't even going to go. I could feel it, Nada. Savage. I could feel it coming. Was, My uncultured savage senses were no, tingling. No, I'm just saying heathen. I, that's the furthest I was going to go because, like you said, technically, I'm semi in the wrong for this. But, however, however, I would I, I would say if you are going to pick a dipping sauce for any kind of like like any sort of, of wing or dare I say it, boneless wing, what have you. A chicken nugget. Mm-hmm. You know what? How dare you? <laughs> That's fine. You go blue cheese. I'll go ranch. Ranch makes it more. Uh, ranch is better. Okay. Maxton artist. He writes in. Can you guys rank the fast and furious movies? I'm also not as qualified to answer this. Not a like I'll be vulnerable with you as well. I haven't seen every single one. I've seen a few. It's nothing that I really got onto all that much. I, I've got friends that absolutely love the franchise and I could just never get into it wholeheartedly. Do you have the same problem with me or are you ready to go? Can you rank these movies in order from uh, best to worst? No, you already know I don't watch these things. Like, I, again, I'm the, like we you've unfortunately, Maxton, you've a, you've asked the worst per, two people that on this question, mainly because I haven't seen one to um, let's see. Hold on. I haven't seen one since Fast 7. I haven't seen 8 or 9, and I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. And the thing is, they don't really grab me like that. So from what I know that uh, from my friends that, that, that love the franchise, everybody loves Fast 5. I, people love 1, I, I think maybe 2. People hate Tokyo Drift. I'm really basically going off of what their perception of the franchise is. Um, and I, I don't, p- people liked F nine, I guess well enough. Yeah. Maybe it was like average in there. I think people hated Hobbs and Shaw either way. I'm basically just giving you what everyone else's perception was. Um, let's ask, let's, uh, get to a question that we can't answer here. Not Eddie Clemens. He writes in, I know it's early, but what does LaMelo have to do to get his name slash number up in the rafters at spectrum arena? This is a fun question, you know, because, It's okay. Like we can dream. We can dream of him doing enough to get his name and his jersey in the rafters. But Nada, I think we've only had truly one guy that as much as we love Kimba is probably barely deserving. Like if you're talking about names in the rafters, I don't think Kimba Walker's credentials would qualify for a lot of other franchises, but context is important. I was about to say, listen, I, I get it. Context is important. And I, and I agree with you here. Context is important. And so if Kimba is the guy that kept the lights on, as you would say, for a long time, I'm cool with putting his jersey in the rafters at, at, a, at a disappointing time. Gerald Wallace, a fan favorite. I love him, too. Crash is great. Like, th- I, you got to draw the line somewhere. As much as I love Adele Curry, he's an ambassador to the city, and I get it. Like we can't put Gerald Wallace, Dell Curry jerseys up in the rafters. Uh, no. Lamelo is the guy that I think if he's here a long time, I think longevity matters. So I think he's got to be here for a second contract. Agreed. If you don't stay here for a second contract, then you got to talk like you know conference finals, probably NBA finals. 
all NBA player multiple times. If he stays for a second contract and a third one and, you know, is a lifer and is, you know, I don't know, seven, eight, nine. I, I don't know. Like how, how many all-star appearances are we talking about? I would say more than five, six, seven, something like that. Um, I think you have to accomplish a lot to get your Jersey in the rafters, even with this team, not having a strong history. Like here's my whole, dis- here's my whole discussion point on this. I would tell you that Kemba numbers were LaMelo would have in his six to seven years here, he would have to break at least the scoring record, the assist record. He would have to have at least just as many numbers on the record books that Kemba Walker does to justify getting his number retired. And that's where I'm at with this. Like I am not here for the minor stuff to do. Like, I'm with you that there's going to have to be some big accomplishments. Do I think Kemba Walker deserves his his jersey retired here? Absolutely. And that not just because he kept the lights on, because he owns so many of the franchise records. The minute you own multiple, and I mean, I want to say at least Kemba owns, if I at last check, either three or four of them. If he owns, if LaMelo owns at least three, yo, cool. I'm cool with that. But anything less than that? Nah, we're good. Like we're really, really, really good. On, I'm, I'm really good on that. So, well, yeah, I mean, it, that's the problem. It's, it's production. It's national prowess compared to longevity because Larry Johnson, had he stayed here longer than like the five years that he did, then you could talk about putting his Jersey in the rafters, especially with his cultural impact, but he stayed here five years and his injury started to hurt him. He goes to New York and he plays just as many years with the Knicks as he does with the Hornets. Alonzo morning was awesome. He played three years here. Muggsy Bogues was a fan favorite. He was never an all-star and was never a phenomenal NBA player enough to the standard of putting your Jersey in the rafters. Del Curry an ambassador was here for so long, still is beloved by Hornets fans because you see him every single game, but he wasn't near as good enough. Like his best award is six man of the year. Like that's just not enough. And so that's, yeah. what's tough when arguing about the, the best players in Hornets history, you know, Kimball Walker is a three-time all-star. He was here from 2011 to 2019. That's enough. He averaged, um, you know, basically 20 points per game, his stay here, except for his rookie season where he averaged 12, like that's enough, you yeah. know, especially with the Charlotte Hornets. Like it might not be for other franchises, but I'm, I'm willing to say that's enough for at least this specific one. Yes, and LaMelo, it, if he can, if he can live up to this superstar potential that people are tabbing him with, and he stays here long, long term, if he stays here, I don't know, maybe what, seven, eight years, something yeah. like that. Like, then, yeah, put his jersey in the rack. No, absolutely. And for the other guys that we would say are great and they deserve their own little recognition, I would agree with you, which is why we may be doing a summertime series called Honeycomb of Heroes. Warning you ahead of time. <laughs> That's fine. I, I like the idea and we can play with it as we move on. That'll do it for this edition of Lockdown Hornets. We're going to try to save it and upload it as soon as possible. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.